This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Sarah, and I play Moreland A. Lyklast, an elf in the circle of the land and presiding druid over New Isatalos. And this is Advantage. One, two, three. Five. That was, I feel like that was going to be bad. One, yeah. two, three. I feel like the count wasn't yeah. as yeah. consistent. Alaris, uh. you know that if there is any commotion to be had on a breezy summer evening like tonight, it'll be outside the city walls and among the fields of caravans and migrants traveling on the northern route of the Trader's Path. This is the last big city between the Pandominion and Triumph, which, if you can survive the Orc Raiders and Scorching Desert Sun, is still a nearly three-week distant journey. The air is alive with music and the wafts of festival desserts travel through the tents and the wagons. While very few stalls are actually set up to sell, there's still a general understanding that nearly everything is for sale. Any transcontinental special shipment would have come with a sort of round-the-clock team of drivers that, you know, wouldn't dare stop at some place so rife with casual larceny. Alaris, having grown up here, you understand the economics behind that. It's a risk, but if you can protect your goods, there's a damn good chance that you'll be able to offload some product in return for cold, hard cash. Guys, I smell something really tasty. Are you talking about the the funnel cake? What's a funnel cake? (laughs) Well, it's like a dessert. Cool. It's mostly just fried bread. Yes. Okay. She's going to follow her nose. Well, it's on us, Morlinde. So, yeah. Okay. So, this half work is, like, hunched over this, like little compared to him vat of oil pouring the little funnel cakes over each other can i have one for a price (laughs) what's the price five silver i'll take three 15 silver yes deal and uh he starts whipping up some dough and sprinkling some uh sifted sugar is it sifted sugar is that what it is it's powdered sugar yeah powdered sugar okay he puts powdered th- sugar through a sift. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're beautiful. And they taste damn good, too. Man, a lot of foreign smells around here. It smells <laughs> great. There's something that smells very herbaceous, but it's got like a, a peppery spice. Mmm. It's delicious. And I feel like it'd be great on meat, and I'm going to go find it. Are you getting sriracha? Like I was thinking of chimichurri when I said that, but yeah. Ooh, yum. You also hear like all sorts of fun music, like music plucked on instruments uh, that have oh, an unexpected twang to them. All I can hear is banjo. And are played in key signatures that... Yes, microtones. Aren't. What is that? Microtones are like notes between C and C sharp. There's more than quarter steps. Quarter tones yes, are an example of microtones, but microtones in general are just anything smaller than a half step. So you mean sharp and flat? No. Yes, but on purpose. Okay. To Western ears, it'll often sound a little sharp or a little flat, but like 
Have you ever seen somebody play like a Gujang? I think that's what they're called. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ask Melina if she wants to go dance. Hells yeah, I wanna dance. Next B. Like, most of this is your money. Which... I thought you were gonna ask Next B to dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does anybody want to eat some of this funnel cake? Do you need new clothes, new equipment? We should, like, try to splurge a little. I was thinking that we could save it. <laughs> well, yeah. But, could spend a lot of it tonight. <laughs> what is something that I've been needing? What is something that would really wet my willy? Whistle. Whistle, whistle. <laughs> Do you want to buy pets? No. Says Nexby. Says Nexby. Uh, Hard no. You want to add these things to our party? You can get a pet if you'd like, but just keep in mind it has to survive, you know, air travel. So a bird. <laughs> I guess. Smash cut. Next B has a bird. What? <laughs> just like, <laughs> like. It has now just appeared on her shoulder and money has gone from her hand. Like as soon as she yeah. said the word bird, one of the merchants came up and just gave her a bird and took some money. Oh. And just, just swapped it. It's just like. Yeah. What type of bird does Next B suddenly have? A toucan. <laughs> it's from the cleared labyrinth. Does it talk? Do toucans talk? I don't wow. think so. Do toucans talk? I don't know. No, they're not like a parrot. Can we do like a fun spin on a toucan in the same way that like turtle ducks and saber moose of course. are things? What's a what's a toucan spin Cross that we can add? A gerbil? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, hold on. In Avatar, they did have a lemur parrot. Yeah. That's true. Um, um, uh, so it's called a toucan because... It's just, it's toucans. Its eyes are really big and like protrude from its skull. Kind of like, and look like two cans coming out of its like head. Like a chameleon? And it uses it to like, like a telescope. It can like see really far away. Are you making that up? Are you trying to combine this toucan with a chameleon? It's a chameleon can. I just thought of the word toucan. I was like, sounds like toucan. Oh my god, a chameleon can. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. it's got... It's a toucan with, it's with got, googly I eyes. Like, Independent eyes. I also eyes. like the idea that, it, like a chameleon, it can like change and blend into its surroundings, but the beak is always... <laughs> oh, that's very funny. It's always yeah. iridescent. It's like a floating beak. Always standing out, <laughs> like, no matter what. That's perfect. <clears throat> so you wanted a chameleon can, you said? Well, he said I wanted a bird, and I guess I wanted a chameleon. Can. What What are we gonna name the chameleon? Can? Toucan. <laughs> no. That's terrible. We're not doing that. I was thinking, Philip. This bird must be something that Marge will appreciate because Marge doesn't know that I have this bird now. But goodness knows, I get very lonely when uh, my companions and the unknown associates of Grimson Steadyhand abandoned me on for hours on end, and I have no other companionship except for Catherine Geldrim and this old asshole tiefling named Art Simone. Did you not enjoy hanging out with Catherine? For a second, I forgot that was her name, and I thought Nexby had just already named it Catherine, uh, which I was also very here for. <laughs> I think Catherine is a great name for the Camille Cam. I think so too. And it's I, named after my mom. And it creates an, an inordinate amount of confusion at home. It has to be something that Marge will like because I've got to bring it home to her at some Does point. Marge have a problem with Catherine? <laughs> her nickname is the Deathbringer. 
do you think that the world gave it? I mean, yes, the world helped give that to her, but she was absolutely the one that coined it. Have you seen her? That super dope, sexy, butch punk with a thunder cannon? You think that naming a Camila Can Catherine is gonna suit her? She's Marge the Deathbringer, the love of my life. Hear me out, Catherine the Great. Named after a Russian empress? What about, <laughs> what about Lightning Thunderstrike? Why the hells would I name it Lightning Thunderstrike? Because... I don't know if that's a name that Marge would All right, like. all right, hear me out. I'm, I'm sticking with this, this Catherine thing, but like, trust me, all right? Catherine Kilgore. That's scary, right? If you had to ask. I'm going, I'm trying to go, I'm going for things. What about Blade Beak? <laughs> hey. Do we want to put a knife in its mouth? Like, what do you mean? Blade you can teach beak? it to sword fight. Yeah. <laughs> Blade Beak it is. Yeah, I could carry around a little um, a little dagger. Catherine the Blade Beaked. Nah, I think just Catherine Blade Beak or just Blade Beak. Do we need a the in there? I like Blade Beak. Oh, it's kind of an homage to Marge the Deathbringer or Marge the Barge. The Deathbringer. <laughs> the Deathbringer. <laughs> Sure, let's do it. I'm down. I'm down. It's perfect. Yeah, I mean, Catherine the Bladebeak is perfectly fine. All right, Catherine Bladebeak. Hell's with it. I don't know how to take care of a toucan. Well, you're about to find out. Uh, what is the most unusual beast of burden that you see? And where are they from? The most unusual beast of burden? A turtle camel. <laughs> Very slow beast of burden. Like powerful and effective, but right. like painfully slow. Like a desert tortoise? Like a camel's already built for the desert, which is what they're going to cross. But I like that it has like a built-in shade even more so. It's like the perfect desert animal. They've taken That's camel true. a step further. It's effectively like unstoppable. Like once it's walking in a way, if it is it is determined to keep going that way, you just literally cannot stop it from moving by force. But they're so right. they're but so it, docile. It it's not moving fast enough to actually cause any damage. It will just keep moving in that direction indefinitely. Yeah. It's a large sized creature. Like it's really big. Oh yeah, it's huge. Yes, definitely a large size creature. There's like a crowd of people around it. Like there, there's always somebody tending it. So um, the caravans that have these things, they never actually stop somewhere. The thing is always moving. It just moves so slow that like they all have time to go to the store and like snooze and stuff and like make it back. And the thing hasn't, hasn't made it through town yet. A camel tortoise. Yeah. Uh. And then on the opposite side of the spectrum, you have the cheetah elephant, which is a cheetah elephant. <laughs> a cheetah elephant! Oh my goodness. It's the fastest possible beast of burden, but it gets tired out fairly quickly. It will not just continually move. They have to stop frequently to let it recharge. Um, That's very funny. That's for, like, local trips, you know? It's yeah. also, like, yeah. relatively maladroit to the point where, like, what? unlike the, t the, the camel tortoise... If something like kind of trips it up, like it's screwed. It's it's gonna yeah. You, it's like you're basically used for like overnight deliveries. Yeah, on smooth passages. Like you you can't be throwing that on something it'll trip on. 
we are such silly geese. Like, we might as well just go hop in the pond. At you this find rate. silly geese, and it is a beast of burden. <laughs> There's a little, like, they've got, like, it's a, a large uh, like creature. A sled dog thing in their, in their beaks, and they're all just, like... <laughs> now, it's very fast, and it always delivers to the right people, but it always takes a poop on them. And it always takes random shit from them, too. Yeah, that's just the price you pay for it good delivery yeah like it might have taken you know you got your delivery but then it also grabbed your purse and ran away peace was never an option what goods are being shipped uh on what i don't know the cheetah elephant elephant uh perishables yeah yeah that makes like sense fruit and stuff perishables but i also could see maybe the people that have the camel turtle forgot something and they sent like a message back and like hey we forgot to bring this on our trip so and they like you know they brought it on the on the telephone. So, um, do camel tordi have like just launching pads for a couple like <laughs> chitelephants on top of them? <laughs> they're they're just big enough that you can Hilarious. put a chitelephant yeah. on top. It's like a aircraft carrier. Yeah. I'd like to imagine that the uh, tortoise camels also camel tortoises also like. So they, they tend to move in like relatively large caravans. Like there's almost never just one. And most of them, most of the uh, tortoises have like innocuous goods, but usually at least one in any given caravan has incredibly valuable goods that are shifted periodically. It's always under constant guard and like it's effectively unstoppable. Like you're not going to divert or trip or anything that. So like people send value the valuable things through those a lot yeah like an armored convoy yeah it's just like a really slow one yeah we are trying way too hard for this it's pretty ridiculous joe are any of the people that i sent you in that message around wait party people which message like the, the 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 stuff i sent you about the azure keep and all the shops and stuff Oh, shit. I forgot I had that document. Yeah, I yeah. put it... Where did I put it? Because I, I think there's at least one that Ulrich would be interested in going to yes, see. Yes, absolutely. And if you haven't opened already, you're more than welcome to go there. Sure. Um, and I'll play along um, as I try to find the There's a, document. a couple of gnome traders. Hey, From the old homestead. Azure Keep Shops. There it is. Yeah, I'd love to go there. So something very interesting about this particular wagon. It's like, imagine a covered wagon, but the cover's not there. On the back end, uh, one of the hoops that would normally, like, lift the canvas Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is a glowing orange portal. Is there like a sign or anything? I think there is a sign. It's a a chalkboard sign that has obviously been smeared off and rewritten and smeared off and rewritten. Mm -hmm. At this point, it's called Here and There. Well, that checks out. I'd like to poke my head in the portal. Hey, get out of our portal. I pull myself out of the portal. Homst? Youmst get out of the portal. Sorry, I, like, where did that voice come from? Was it came from Meemst. What, you, okay, you described the, the thing, but, like, I don't, I didn't hear you say anything about actual people. It, ca- it came from Meemst, a tiny gnome. Sorry. Hi. You, you, are you the gnome traders? Right now, we're here and there. So you guys are here and there? I'm here. Okay. And that one over there is there. Sweet. What is um, that Abbott and Costello nonsense? You, you, <laughs> you, you has wares? I've got coin. Why do you speak like that? <laughs> you, you, Khajiit. <laughs> I have wares. 
If you have coin, cool. We're from here and there. I don't know. Why are we speaking suddenly like we're stuff. from elsewhere? Can I look at your stuff? Yeah. I look at the stuff. There are some things that are like you kind of see in any like general goods store, like a lot of pretty standard. Like a Bellathors. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, there's going to be various, like, adventuring tools and, and things like that that just, like, everyone is, like, you you don't have a store if you don't have yeah, these things. Your, your ten-foot pole. Yeah. <laughs> rope. Grimton, they have so much rope over here, and it's it's a lot of different ropes. <laughs> Check it out. How thick is it? I'm, with, I'm in the market for some thicker rope. This is some pretty thick rope. Mm, nice. You know what? I think that this rope is the rope that you would see hanging off the sides of tugboats to lash themselves to barges. That's unwieldy. I love Very it. Very unwieldy. One of my favorite random magical items is there's a rope that will just randomly untie itself. I love like, it. That, that's just that gets featured. Anytime it gets tied, it just unties itself. Like at any time or? I think it's really funny. Basically, as soon as it's tied, it just goes blah. As Auric is looking around, too, they start to see more, like, gnome-specific... Actually, some of them are things that just can use, like, admittedly, a lot of them. Like, little step stools, or, like, you know, things that are just, like... Oh, that's very cute. Yeah, very thema uh, thematically right. niche for um, gnomes, in particular. Uh, like, chairs that are sized so that your feet touch right, the ground. Right, right. We carry all sorts of stuff for our size people. Also, for everything is made by gnomes. Auric is looking through and and sees a small but, like, good collection of, like, really ornate pipes. Um, they're, they're, like, kind of just, like, looking at them. And I see that these delicate instruments have caught your eye. Something like that. Would you like... I'm just... I'm just I just want to... Are you okay? I'm trying to browse for a little bit. I'm all right. And I, and I, are you, wait, no, no, talk to us. What are, are you okay? Arik like sets it down and just like starts walking literally anywhere else. Nope. Wait, cut. Wait, come back. I want to check up. Are you okay? Can I'm, I help I'm you? I'm okay. I'm okay. With anything emotionally? Like, it's, it's okay. I'm fine. No, you listen. This is an audio podcast. <laughs> I'm from Southern Colgafir. So you must really like the pipes and the weeds and the pipe weeds. Yeah. I got a great price on it. It's not about the the price. I have I have a pipe and then I have an even better price on I, it for uh, me. I also have some pipe weed. It's Oh, you're willing to trade. <sighs> yeah, we can cut a deal. I'm not looking for more. I just wanted to look at these. I miss I miss my home a lot and I miss my family and these make me think of them. And it's just it was good to see, they say, like, wiping a couple of tears. It was good to see these. Well, we're going to make a restocking trip here in a couple of weeks. So. Re restocking trip to where? To the Malnothri. It's dangerous, but if it'll sell, and boy does it sell. Wait, like, you know where Malnothri clansmen are? Where the hells do you think we got this pipe wheat, you goon? I mean, I honestly don't know. I haven't heard much from anyone from that part of the world since, you know, everything started. And so... The very beginning? Like when the primordial chaos accidentally birthed order? No, the uh, beginning of the Kolgafir Pandominion mm. conflict. 
The scuffle. The great scuffle, as the gnomes call it. Is that what they're calling it? <laughs> scuffle. Yeah, yep. definitely what yep. the gnomes are calling it. Great scuffle. <laughs> I like to imagine that it hasn't really affected the gnomes. No, it's definitely really. affected the gnomes. It's like, ah, it's the great like, for example, like, the Malnothri hit pretty hard. That's fair. I like I'm I'm Malnothri. Like that's where I'm from. Yeah, you definitely cry like the rest of them. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> Nomadic. Wink. Ha! Ah, good one. I've never heard that one before. Yes, you have. Here, I'm gonna just how much is how much is this one? And I point <laughs> at I point at one of the pipes arbitrarily. Uh he looks you up and down. Ten gold. Ten gold how much gold do I even have? This is a nice pipe. That was made by the Malnothri. Auric is low-key just like kind of buying this so that the person will go away. Like they've been very done with this conversation but feel trapped by it and they think that they can end it by a transaction. Oh boy. They're trying to rationalize it to themselves right now by thinking, well, you know, maybe Briston will like one. <laughs> I'll get him a gift. So sure, whatever. Auric, Auric buys this pipe. Now be careful, this one's, this one's made out of clay. Oh. Okay. No, oh, clay. Why is a clay pipe 10 gold? Because it was made by the Malnothri, which is very relevant for this particular transaction. Ah. Additionally, Morlinde, uh, that's not actually a bad price for something like this. Not only is it, like, r relatively imported at this juncture, but also, like, handmade Malnothri pipes go for a pretty penny. They're not cheap. Well, they are if you, you know, are one and make one yourself. live in that community. Or, well, not everybody can make one, but, like, when it's your neighbor making it, you get a better deal on it. But Right. Yeah, not $100. In, in the Pen Dominion, that's not an unreasonable price for a, a very good pipe like this one is. Yeah. It's artisanal. Exactly what she said. She? You? Me? There. He? What? What are your pronouns? Oh, they. <laughs> okay, what well, exactly what they said. Thanks. Yeah, you bet, whatever. So Auric like hastily takes the pipe and is very, very, very done with this social interaction and is now absolutely gonna just like effectively run away, like put some, put a little bit of distance and like not be the center of a conversation for a little bit. Hey friends, it's Joe. So glad you're here with us for 2.39. Uh, act 2 of this episode is a serious shift in tone from the light-hearted, cheery, festival-like atmosphere from the first half. Where exploring the trader's path was used to further flesh out the world and bring the cusp to life, Act 2 derives the plot forward. Decisions of consequence are made not only by the players, but by their companions as well. Look forward to that plot that makes advantage an audio drama, not just another tabletop RPG comedy podcast. A reminder that Dark Silver Forge is still offering discounts to Advantage and to new Darkmoor podcast listeners. Um, they have stunning zinc alloy die sets. Those dice are five and a half times heavier than your standard plastic die, and they are beautiful. All five of us on the Advantage cast roll bones with Dark Silver. Um, Steven and I both have their Cthulhu's Gold set. Um, Yessi has their Dragon Steel. Sarah has their Metallic Rainbow 
set, and Zach plays with their spacey set named Dark Alpha. You can get 10% off your own set by using the code ADVANTAGEDND, all caps, no spaces, at darksilverforge.com. Thank yous to Blake Bost for the Advantage Overture playing behind me now, and to Orman Audio for their recent soundtrack contributions playing in this episode. Advantage wouldn't be the same show without its ambiance that those two artists contribute. They're important, but the art like theirs isn't free, and we'd love your help commissioning new songs. If you have the means and the passion and love the show, we would very much appreciate your financial support as well. Um, we're an itty-bitty tiny podcast, and any amount is a huge percentage of what we bring in monthly. Um, you can contribute if you can. You can contribute what you can. There we go at Patreon.com/slash/AdvantageDND, and also get tiered rewards based on what you're able to pledge. If you want to get in touch with us, our handle for all social media is at AdvantageDND. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, everything. Uh, thanks to all the people who've recently left reviews on Apple Podcast or whichever app uh, you use. Shout out to Infini94 for their incredibly truth-telling and affirming review of our show. And to Mike Pretzels for his recent review as well. Mike actually bought a t-shirt and showed it off to us when he joined us for a live stream episode earlier this week. Uh, we're getting dangerously close to 200 reviews on Apple Podcasts, and we would love your help getting us to there by the end of the year. Finally, the Darkmoor Podcast Network is full of great shows for you to enjoy during the plague. Uh, the Misadventures, Fun But Why, How Friends Roll, and Playing Out of Character are all wonderful companions of ours. There's a link to the DPN Discord channel down in the doobly-doo. Oh, it recently came to my attention uh, from somebody on Twitter that previous links that I've sent out aren't working anymore, like they've expired or something. Uh, this new one in this current episode will absolutely work, I promise, at least for the foreseeable future. I don't exactly know what's going on with that, uh, but apparently I need to keep refreshing the links. So this one should work for now. All right, uh, play the ad. <laughs> I'm Izteth, an elven ranger who's great in a fight, but less so in a conversation. I'm Delilah, exiled princess and warlock to a frosty air. I'm Samuel, humble human cleric searching for answers. I'm Gashburz, tiefling barbarian raised by orcs and ready to rumble. The glorious saviors of Albion, the Cloudwalkers, the Misadventurers. A 5e folklore mystery tour. Find us wherever you can get your podcasts and join in the misadventure. Part of the Darkmoor Podcast Network. Okay, let's get back to the show. Thank you. I think after a few hours of this playful fun, Elder Fallhide tugs on your robe, Alaris. Hey, are, are, are you sure that it's okay that we stay with you? Like, we, we brought a tent. We can yeah, perfectly it's... happy camp out here with the caravans. It's completely fine. 100%. My mom has, like, a million rooms. What? Yeah. How big is your mom's place? Pretty big. Why? Says Maylin cutting in. 
I imagine it being like Hogwartsian. I've got to stop referencing her shit, but like. Yeah, I've I've been having such a hard time trying to cut J.K. Rowling stuff out of my like lexicon of constant references. references. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I imagine that sort of like there's always gonna be other rooms enchanted in somewhere. Long story short, uh, she's an architect and has gone through several different phases of wanted to experiment with different forms and styles of architecture so there are rooms dedicated to each one of the phases basically um maylan is just her mouth is open and she's shaking her head your family (laughs) but i mean we can go check it out if you want it's fine you can head that way jump cut so at this point, Fallhide has been given her own room and a bed size that she hasn't experienced in decades. As a halfling, she's totally blown away by the mammoth size of a double bed. Um, Alaris, your dad's study has a day bed, which can only fit one person. Do you invite yourself to sleep in the room offered to Maylin? Probably. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, I, I mean, I'd probably just stay the night with Maylin, yeah. This delights me to no end, she says, as or she sees you bringing your rucksack into her room. And you can, like, see in the serpent oil lamp that she's blushing a little. What kind of room um, did Maylin get? You know what? I think it's appropriate for Maylin, who's a real traveler. I think she got a map room. Okay. The wallpapers of... Do you think the walls are just maps yeah like just like uh, like wallpaper maps exactly yeah that's a really cool room and there's like a globe obviously oh definitely a globe yeah definitely some compass art there's a there's a ceiling fan that what is is a spinning needle globe look like for the cusp a flat map (laughs) it might have like some topographical stuff on it topography topographical topographic like a topographical map oh is it like is it flat but it has it's like built in 3d like this yeah Yeah. um i i also think that to be even more globe-like instead of just um cartographical um i think if you take a sphere like a classic globe sphere and then you at the equator inside put a plane of some sort like a floating plane of Mm -hmm. the map and then fill the bottom with like water and the top with oil so that the 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 plane floats in the middle of this and then on the outside of this globe is a celestial map of general areas where one might find astral bodies and down below on the bottom side of this is a general map of highlights of the elemental chaos which is not reliable at all but instead connects the furnace mountains to the city of brass to the ninth bastion what different energies are normally tied quote unquote to each other so that's what a globe might look like is basically what i'm saying i think it's a neat idea to like as just something that probably constantly moves and sort of feels like a real life representation of how the landscape looks or whatever mm-hmm. the elemental chaos in particular um that as things move around in the chaos and 
nothing really stays constant. Ooh, it's magically tied? The map itself is also constantly changing. That is very cool. And so, theoretically, at some point, they could it could be a completely accurate map. But there's no way to know when that would ever be. It's like a, it's like a broken clock is right twice a day kind of thing. Alaris Malin says, if, if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to go brush my teeth and get ready for bed. And she... Uh, what, what do you do while she's out of the room? Um, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to think that I had already gotten potentially ready for bed. Sure. Like I'm in my PJs. And yeah. At, like, as I was coming in there, I had, I had already done all that tidying up. What, are, what do Alaris's pajamas look like? Plaid. Like a classic red-black buffalo plaid? No, I was thinking like a blue, okay. like a blue plaid. I dig it. And like a button shirt. Can it be like Sarah's current flannel plaid? I have plaid? an actual blue plaid here. Yeah, sort sort of like that, and a, a like a like a nightcap with a little fuzzball on it. Cute! <laughs> I love this. This one. Yeah, like that color. Kind of a blue yeah. and black classic square buffalo plaid. I dig it. Yeah. Uh, Alaris. A few moments later, you hear a knock at the door, and it creaks open, and Maylin is standing in the door frame with a giggly look on her face, wearing something rather devilish, and will fade to black. Cute. Grimton, you are polishing your prosthetic when you hear a knock at your door. Are you laughing, Sarah? Because I'm laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying not to choke on my beer. Grimton? Come in. Uh, a copper-skinned, elderly tiefling man stands in your doorway. Oh, yeah. Art Simone? Art Simone, right. Holding a bundle of what looks like magazines. Mr. Steadyhand, may I come in? I found my old stash. This is the good stuff I grew up looking at. I'm wondering if you, uh, you had a similar experience, yes? Well, let me take a look there, Art. He hands you a journal, and the title reads, Carpenter's Magazine, mm. Entertainment for Woodworkers. <laughs> yeah, that, you're right, Art. This is the good stuff. Vintage. <laughs> and will fade to black. Ulrich, you are looking out the window wistfully when you hear a knock at your door. Chivero. It's Elder Falhide. Can I come in for a brief moment? Uh, uh, sure. Uh, number one, James did not at all like me calling him JP, you ass. Uh, you can you can thank Alaris for that one. Number two, I need you to trust me 100%. Can I count on you? For what? <laughs> can I count on you? G- generally, Yes. That that sounds. I'm gonna be honest, Fallhide. Like that sounds really ominous and kind of terrifying. Can I count on you? Uh, y- yes. I need you to get Nexby out of her room for like 15 minutes minimum. I don't care where you go or what you do, but I need you to get her out of her room, okay? Like, distract her? For a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Not not like she's trapped in there. Like, like... No, correct, <laughs> yes. She, get her to she leave. Can, 
she can leave as she currently wants to. But right now, I need her to want to. Okay. Do I have your trust, Chief Arrow? Uh, promise me you won't hurt her. I'm not going to hurt her. She'll be fine. Pro- promise me you won't steal any of her stuff. I promise you that I won't steal any of her stuff. That sounded suspicious, but okay. Um, so I just, like, knock on Nexby's door. Hey, uh, Nexby, I, uh, for- I think I forgot something at the tea shop that, uh, Morlande and I were at earlier today, and at- will you, like, just- will you just walk with me so I can go see? Like, I don't want to walk alone. She opens the door, and she's, like, wearing this- red knit union suit <laughs> can i put on pants what yeah like get dressed or, or what yeah i mean we're, we're just gonna walk and go see you don't even have to go in i'm just gonna go i'm gonna go see yeah okay <laughs> this is r- random um i just I all sh- right i just don't want to go alone it's it's, it's night and i want to sure yeah you don't have to explain it you need the company i get yeah, it i'm, I'm scary so, out there i'm small and soft Morlinde, you are getting up to turn off the incredible dragon lamp and tuck yourself into bed when you hear a knock at your door. Jeez. Presiding druid, it's me. It's Elder Fallhide. Yeah, what's going on? Listen, there's not much time. If we're going to do the right thing by Erica Try for saving the protected remnants, we have to act now. Pony said that it's likely that with this information, the Panda Minion will drop all charges, but we have to act quickly. Do I have your trust, Presiding Druid? I think I know what this is, and I don't know if I want to do it. I saw you earlier. I know what you're thinking. And right now, Ulrich has gotten Nexby out of her room, and we can get the journal, we can copy it, and we can stash the original back where you found it, and give the Panda Minion the copy plan. She'll never know it's missing. It will never leave her room. But do you understand, like, the, like, the possible ramifications of this? The Lieutenant Colonel saved us. This is what we owe her. We need to save her. Okay. I'll help. Let's go. I think that... Because of Ulrich's distraction, that when you open the door to Nexby's room, that it's pretty peaceful in there. There's a big desk that uh, she's got her journal just sitting on easily. A Camilla can's uh, attack birds. <laughs> there's a Camilla, Camilla can. can. The blade beak, oh no! Catherine Bladebeak <laughs> is in a cage. And it's got a little curtain over it. But you hear it, like, rustle its feathers around. Yeah, that's no big deal. All right. Let's find the right page. I think, again, because of all its distraction, uh, you've got all the time you need to be able to locate this. Okay. Uh, How do you want to copy it? Magically or manually? Uh, I was just going to do it manually. Okay. So yeah, we take the, the, the amount of time we need to 
like really carefully copy the schematics. To do it well and to do it right? Yeah. And you stash the original exactly where we saw right it. Right back yeah. where you found it. You put the pen right back on top, the same position. You close the door. And that's where we're going to pause the recording. Our friends with the horns are really tall, right? Tieflings? They're not, tieflings. They're not that tall. Dragonborn? Goliaths? Half-orcs? Yeah. An entire half group of the hundreds of thousands, but all in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have one? He said, for a price. <laughs> okay. I'm not good at voices. <laughs> Chosen health. For a price. <laughs> um, there are a lot of exotic spices and smells. I keep using the damn word exotic. Yeah. You monster. Uh, yeah, terrible. Just try um, like Lots of foreign spices and mm, smells. Yeah. Lots of non-local spices and smells. You just say interesting. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to say new to you and not from here. Novel. Is there anything wrong Novel? with the word foreign? Yeah. No, I think I'm just, like, I've been dealing with a bunch of white people. Hey, Yessie, you're brown. What's your hot take on the word novel or foreign? <laughs> so I've been dealing with a lot of racist white people, and they've been saying lots of, like, dog whistly things, so I'm, like, really sensitive to it. But you're right. I do know that... Foreign is um, fine when you're not dog whistling. Yeah, foreign's fine. As far as my business goes, um, we have stopped calling um, magic cards. Most people call non-English magic cards foreign cards, and we have specifically started calling them non-English cards. Um, right. Okay. So in that case, non-Pandominion and non-Watched Forest since Zadalian. Yeah. New smells. Um, well, yeah, Zadalian or Clear Labyrinth or yeah. Triumphian, etc., etc. Otherworldly. <laughs> well, other country, maybe not country. Dominion. <laughs> yeah, international. Sorry, international. guys. Man, a lot of foreign smells around here. <laughs> <laughs> smells great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Yessie. Thank you for swooping in there and saving us. The big casket-shaped thing that they lay across their laps and, like, do this with, and that's how they play on it. Mm -hmm. And they have to have, like, long nails to do it. 
It's spelled weird. Hold on. <laughs> and so that thing does, like, microtones? Yeah, and it will... Technically, violin can I mean, do any microtones. any string instrument yes. can. Yeah. It's... it's that's about practice and ear. Cool. Like, yeah. The, the, there was a, a short period in Europe and the United States where uh, musicians like Harry Parch kind of went off the deep end. I thought you were going to say Harry Parch. Everybody Potter. does. Um, uh, Harry Parch, and he, he, uh, he made a microtonal piano. So it's like laid out just like a normal piano, but instead of being like, he tuned everything weird. So like, there's like, what would normally be like a C to G on the piano is the distance of like a third, basically, and oh he just God. tuned all of these other things evenly in between. It's really strange. It's 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 an interesting experience. That's sorry. Cool. That was a un- that entirely unnecessary music diatribe. A, a, a slight aside, I think that the way we've approached gold and money in advantage is very interesting because like mm-hmm. since we had haven't had a whole lot of it overall like 150 gold is a lot for us mm-hmm. but like in the campaign that i'm dming i just give them gold all the time because it's whatever <laughs> um like they'll finish a the quest they'll be like yeah a thousand gold divided among yourselves whatever <laughs> like <laughs> i um, honestly as like when i do dm I don't really, I feel like it's hard to do any kind of economy without building a really, like, dense actual economy. Um, so, the the way mm-hmm. I approach it is I don't think money should ever be necessarily an issue. And I think that the fun comes in, like, the fact that magic items in the D&D world are supposed to be, like, exuberantly expensive. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, like, even if you give them a bunch of gold, they're not going to just go and buy magic items. They have to go find those. It's like, you have plenty of gold to do whatever random stuff you want to do, but you're not going to have enough gold to, like, just buy your way through the whole game. I see. They're like, we want to buy pets. I'm like, sure, whatever, I don't care. Do you want to buy pets? No. Says Nexby? Says Nexby? The rule is of that, more canon. Is that, cu- is that cusp canon? Arkansas exists on the cusp. We didn't say how big it was. It's there. A U R K A N S A W. Uh, Our Kansas. It's an unincorporated area, so it's literally just a bunch of hill folk. Yeah. Um, my friends have a little eight-year-old kid, and I was building a character for a new game, and that's what. That little kid told me to name my character was Lightning Thunderstrike. And I was like, okay, whatever. Incredible. Um, we don't have to name the, the parrot that. I just thought it was a somewhat cool, random off-the-wall name um, that I could pull from It's a life. very cool off-the-wall name. And it is a wonderful homage to the strange encounter that you had with a child four miles south of the Azure Keep mm-hmm. in the Pandominion at the village of Arkansas. Yep. <laughs> but I don't know if that's a name that Marge would like. A couple of gnome traders. A from the old homestead. T R A I T O R S. Yes. They kill gnomes. Uh, Wait. Advantage. 
was a lie. That was okay, a, that was a joke. Joe, Joe is a liar. Joe is a dirty liar. A broken watch is right twice a day. It's um, like a broken clock is right twice a day kind of thing. I literally just said that. No. Sorry. <laughs> I I have finally met the end of my search for this tea set thing. Oh, um, successfully or no? Uh, I'm at an, a temporary impasse, so I can find a website when, but like when I try and use that website on my computer, it's basically useless. Like I can't navigate it at all. But it's <laughs> but it's set up really well on mobile. The problem is I can't figure out how to translate the site on mobile, and so mm. I'm just suffering basically. Uh, but I think if I try it on a different computer, I might have success. So. I have found if a place you, uh, I can buy it. Is if the you shrink thing. the screen, you might be able to trick it into thinking it's mobile. Like, like put in a smaller size window. I did try that. Um, okay. Uh, or put M dot in front of it and see it if has, that turns it into the mobile website. It has M dot in front. Well, that's the problem. Oh, okay. This is the mobile website, which means it's just... With why it looks like shit on the computer. Right. Kind of a blue and black classic square buffalo plaid. Oh my god, it smells like it. Yeah. popcorn. Campfire? Popcorn? I must have worn this to the movie theater <laughs> when we... Oh. oh no, I know why it smells like popcorn. <laughs> when movie theater still existed. It smells like popcorn because theater. it got left in the trunk of my car for a really long time. Also with a bag of popcorn that we took from the movie theater. and I Did the popcorn it. pop? Did the popcorn pop? I gotta know. No, it was like already popped. Like we went to the movie theater, Damn we it. took the popcorn like, home. Like one of the big bags yeah. that they just like were gonna throw mm -hmm. away. Okay. But I left it in my car, in my trunk, my old car, like an idiot. And everything in that trunk smells like popcorn. 